Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for another exciting episode of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Is there any exciting news going on in Disney today? Yeah, we have quite a bit to talk about. Um, but when I was getting ready and just sort of poking through my Facebook, I saw on one of my Coronado groups that the power has been out at the um, Grand Destino Tower since 8 a.m. People are at the parks and... Um, they still haven't gotten power back. No, so that's 13 hours ago. Yeah, they're moving. Right, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's um, it's Monday night now. They're moving people to um, other available rooms outside of the tower, but still at Coronado, which I think is kind of amazing. How many f- empty rooms did they have that they can move people around? I don't know. Um, some people are a little pissy because it doesn't seem like they're getting... Um, any compensation for it. And it is a pain. I mean, you have to pack all your, you have to, you know, people are still at the parks now. This is 9 p.m. now. They're still at the parks. They'll be back to like 10. I mean, you leave at 8. Okay, the power's out. You walk out. You figure, eh, we'll come back at the end of the day. We'll have power restored. Right. Yeah, I know. So they're going to be coming back, you know, finishing fireworks, whatever, coming back 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, packing their stuff up and having to move to a different room. And if there's no power, I wondered, are the elevators not working? I don't know. That's Grand Destinos, how many floors? I mean, they probably have. The elevators might be working. It's only partially out. It's not the entire um, tower. So hopefully the elevator portion is still working or, you know, whatever generators they have are still running, uh, you know, some of the things. I'm sure there's like emergency lighting and all that kind of thing. And um, sounds like the cast members are being wonderful, but there's just only so much they can do. It's a big inconvenience for the people affected. So bummer for them. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Disney Power. Coming Water out all the time. Water breaking. mains are breaking. Magic bands don't work at the Magic Kingdom entrance. No, the magic bands work. Tickets didn't work. Oh, it was the tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Something's going down. Things are falling apart. Um, so our, in our some of our actual planned news here, uh, the, I don't know, what would you call it? Like an icon or a yeah, marquee. emblem? The marquee went up for the Riviera Resort. It's a gold marquee uh it's just what an R, like an R, R. Um, went up. It's you know very large on the domed tower part of the uh, resort. So anyway, that looks pretty, and that's moving along. The sky, the Skyliner sign went up on the sky, Skyliner stop there too. So that's um, looking very close to finished. Right. And if you are one of the people who had no power at the Grand Destino Tower today, the one thing that uh, you could be uh, rest assured was that you would not be in the sun if you waited at the Haunted Mansion because, thank goodness, the final section of queue awnings <laughs> have been replaced. We've been waiting. After, after they disappeared for an odd reason, um, it just looks like they replaced awning. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, know, I guess they get worn and stuff. I just, I really think it's funny that they couldn't have planned this as like an overnight. It doesn't seem right. like that big of a deal. Right. Planned it as like an overnight sort of thing. Uh, another little mishap, uh, sounds like there was a faulty fire curtain at Toy Story Mania in Disney's Hollywood Studios, so guests were rerouted through a backstage area at, at the Toy Story ride because of that. Now, what is a fire curtain? I think that's something that comes down to keep the fire from spreading. It's like a divider between okay. things. That's my educated guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you ever been evacuated out of a ride? Um, no, we haven't, have we? Not that I recall, but my memory stinks, so that's why I ask you. No. 
We've never been so lucky. If you had one that you had to be evacuated out of, which one would you like to be evacuated out of? Um, probably the Tomorrowland Transit Authority inside uh, Space Mountain. Mm. Because then the lights would be on and you could see everything. I mean, we've been through there with the lights on before. What if you had to be evacuated from, like, Space Mountain? That would be cool. That would be really cool. I saw pictures of people being evacuated from Test Track a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. But on the big bank po- banked portion oh. over by the entrances, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty steep bank. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it doesn't seem like fun to get out of. No. Something like uh, Pirates would be fun, too. You mm-hmm. know, one of the boat rides where you get right. to, like, walk back through a bunch of the attraction. Right. Yeah. Like uh, Spaceship Earth. That would be kind of neat, too. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a pain. It would be, but, like, you'd get to see how things are set up, because they're not going to, like, walk you all the way. You're going to have to go through back things and, like, down all kinds of stairs and right. stuff. There's got to be, like, an interior stairwell somewhere. Yeah. That's, cool. That might be my pick. But, you know, that's one of the reasons I like Disney. We uh, we were just at the Orange Fireman's Carnival this weekend, and when we were on the Ferris wheel, your father was making the, uh, you know, he was like, uh, if you see any cotter pins missing, don't tell me. You know, because carnival rides are always put together. You know, carny folk aren't always the... Um, no no disrespect meant to any carny folk who are listening to the show. But uh, carny folk kind of have a reputation of, of not being the most uh, thorough right. uh, people. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that I like about Disney is that any ride at any time can be stopped and evacuated. Almost no matter where it is. Whether you're in the middle of Test Track or you're in a section of Space Mountain... You know, there are safety protocols that can get you down safely and securely and without further loss of Even life Even as or we've limb. seen recently, the Skyliner over water. Right. There's a, there's a plan. There's a plan for it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the construction is moving along on Club 33 at the Animal Kingdom. That is the fourth Club 33. It's the only one being built from the ground up. And that is being built in the area between Pandora and Africa. So what is, for those who might not know, what is Club 33? Why don't you tell people? Because you know better than I okay. do. I know it's a private. Club 33 is a private club uh, created out in Disneyland, which is where the original Club 33 is. Uh, I, I believe it's like a $20,000 initiation fee. Oh, let's sign up. There's annual fees. And uh, the wait list to get uh, club membership is multiple years long. And uh, it's part of an exclusive group. You know, it was a place that Walt would bring people. Um, and, and now they've decided to put the same thing in Disney World. And instead of just doing one, they're doing one in each park. Um, they're kind of hidden. Uh, there's one in Adventureland uh, just after you cross the bridge. Uh, I, I forget where the Epcot and Hollywood Studios ones are, but... You know, they're supposed to be very exclusive. There's a buzzer, secret door. You know, you go there and then you have to verify your membership and they let you in. Um, I, I don't know. It's it, it's nice that they bring some of this stuff over from Disneyland, but I, I, I wish they did something that was their own. You know, call it Club 71 for the year that Disney World was opened or, you know, Club Club M for Mickey or, right. you know, create, create something that's unique. Just because you're dragging something across the country to another park, you know, you don't have that history or an attachment to it right. because it's something new and it's, you know, it, it's Club 33 in name only. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked if they had named it something different, and especially because they're putting, you know, them in each of the four parks, you know, maybe have something at a slightly lower membership rate, something that's more, um, 
more lounge-like, so maybe you're not talking about, like, things with full-service restaurants. You know, something at a different tier would have been nice to see. But that's not what they're doing. (laughs) Once again, it's just another revenue stream for them. Speaking of revenue streams, um, new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Halloween 2019 Magic Bands have been added to the Build-A-Band upgrade options for Disney World guests. Um... These have been out of stock a lot lately. Different, you know, the the ones that um, have been offered previously have been out of stock. But now added to the list of things that will soon be out of stock are the uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Magic Band with a pre-order price of $29.99. Do you want to tell people what that one looks like? Um, I don't know what that thing is on there or else I would explain it. Yeah. It's a ship. It's a ship. Oh, it's probably the Millennium Falcon. All right. So it's gray. With dark gray writing that says Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, and the Millennium Falcon seems to be yep, that's what on there. And then there's um, a Mickey Halloween Magic Band. The pre-order price for that is $15. And that's Vampire Mickey. Yes, that one's Vampire Mickey. That one has more co- That one has more color to it. Greens and purples and orange. So, um... Yeah, so the you know the the magic bands are cool. It used to be that Disney gave you an option to pick your own color and customize the band. You can and, still do that though, right? Yeah, you can. Okay. Uh, if you don't pick one, you're going to get the gray one when you check into your resort, and uh, you know, then they of course new revenue stream. They're offering specific uh, decorated magic bands uh, to guests at a. Discounted price of usually about what nineteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine, and nineteen ninety nine, I believe. Yeah. But the problem is, is that when people go to order them, they're out. So you're a family of four, and you go to order four custom magic bands, and maybe only two are available, and then you have to log back in, and the next time they're not available. So it's it's been kind of a pain. Yeah. So as a special um, feature on today's show, uh, my daughter Isabel likes to follow the celebrities that are in Disneyland. So, Isabel, who was the celebrity or celebrities in Disneyland today? Matt Damon. Wow. Thank you so much, Isabel. Thank you for that that incredible report. Riveting. Riveting and in-depth. Thank you. That's uh, great investigative reporting. (laughs) Also, in Magic Band news, there is a new uh, open edition Haunted Mansion wallpaper Magic Band. Um, That's available at... Uh, Disney World locations, so you can buy it um, at Disney Pin Traders and Disney Springs, and they also have them in the parks. Um, is noisy Isabel over there? Um, that's twenty four ninety nine, uh, and you can buy that once you get there, so you don't have to pre order that. It's pretty. It's a black background with like the purple. Um, it's not a paisley, but it's that type of a uh, pattern. Right. You, you, you know, it's a little ridiculous about all this haunted mansion stuff. What? So this is the 50th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Yes. And they're celebrating it in Disneyland. I know. It's absolutely stupid. Because they're saying it's the 50th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion. Right. Now, the Haunted Mansion in, in Walt Disney World was, you know, isn't 50 years old. But right. they're celebrating it there. I assume they're also celebrating it in Disneyland. Yes, they okay. are. Okay. Because that right. would be really stupid if they, they weren't. Are. Right. All right. Um, and then I'm sure something, that, a new merchandise that Tony probably would love to have. Um it's a limited edition silver Disney dollar. It's, um, it almost looks like a, if you've ever bought a proof set, it's in that sort of plastic casing for, um, like you would get a proof set in. It's a somewhat thick, it's not a piece of paper. It's, um, 
But it looks like it comes with a piece of paper. It does. And so the piece of paper that it comes with, the front of it looks like um, a a $1 Disney dollar, but the backside does not. The backside is um, like your certificate. It like has writing on it that like certifies it as being, I don't know, legitimate or whatever. Um, Those are $125. They can be found at Art of Disney in Epcot and also the Main Street Cinema at the Magic Kingdom. There may be other places that also carry them, but that's the places we're aware of. I, for one, miss the Disney dollars. I loved the Disney dollars, yeah. And I think a lot of people miss them. This is not the first time that they brought something back as a um, a remembrance to be purchased. They were selling, like, uncut sheets of Disney dollars at one point, And, right. uh, yeah, it's different commemorative things because people do miss them. Right. And I, I wish they would bring them back. And once again, for those of you who don't know, Disney used to have its own currency. They were ones, fives, tens, and twenties. I and think that's each right, one, yeah. every year they had a different series, and they would usually change the the characters that were on them. And it was just a nice thing to you know every time you went to the Disney store, you'd be like, hey, give me like you know fifty dollars in Disney dollars, and you know much like these days, people will give you you know if your family knows you like Disney, you know, you might get a Disney gift card for Christmas. Well, back then, people would give you Disney dollars, and it yeah, was, it was and there, just a nice way to, to spend them. There were gift cards, but it's so much more fun to give a little kid, especially you can give them, like, a stack of them. You could give them a five, you know, a ten, a five, and, you know, five ones, and they got this little, like, stack of Disney money. So much more fun to give a kid that for their birthday, and so much more fun to, for them to spend it when you're in Disney World than just a gift card. Because right. they're not doing the gift card by themselves. They get it. It's a piece of plastic. They don't really understand what it is. And then when they go to spend it, they can't really do it themselves. So Disney dollars were really nice, especially for children. Right. Maybe we should do like a Disney Venmo. That's not fun either. I know. It's not. Sad. Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, um, some new mini ear headbands. They're very cute. They're um, sparkly black Mickey, Minnie Mouse ears, and then the bow looks like uh, candy corn colors. So, really cute. They're $27.99. Uh, they are eligible for discounts. They are available um, at Disney Springs and throughout the Disney parks. They're kind of cute, but I'm, uh, I, I don't know if I'm over this, uh, you know, Mickey donut ears, Mickey cat candy corn ears, Mickey, Mickey Mickey bar ears. Yeah, I mean, you know, anything to make a little, little extra money. Um, and, and why the why the focus on food? You know, all the food magnets, the right. food ears. That's what people like. I just, um, I actually, the ones that they've done with like flowers and things for like the um, Flower and Garden Festival and the ones they've done with different like foods on them um, for uh, food and wine, mm-hmm. those were things that used to be done by people uh, on Etsy. And it, they were super cute and very unique and, you know, of course, Disney couldn't let anybody be making an extra buck off of, you know, something that they right. could be making a buck off of. So now they sell all their own versions of all that. Um, and I just, I don't think it's as fun. But these are cute. Uh, my problem usually with the ears is I can't wear them for very long. They hurt my head. Mm-hmm. So I spent $28 and they look super cute for like 20 minutes and then they're off because they squeeze my head. Maybe you should bring like a little cushion. I don't know. I think I just have a fat head. It could be. But I love you. <laughs> and um, there's rumored that It's a Small World is going to be getting the characters like they have in Disneyland. So do you want to tell them a little bit sure, about what they have get, in Disneyland? Sure, they're getting Disney characters uh, added to the Small World uh, attraction. 
And they, they did it in California. There was a lot of uproar when, when they added these characters because, you know, the, there are the purists who think that you shouldn't touch the attraction because of the way it was in the 1964 World's Fair and, you know, it should remain the way it, it has been. Uh, but when we were in California in April, we had the opportunity to, to ride uh, It's a Small World and, and see them. And, and they're very tastefully done. They're not, you know, they, they fit in with the theme of yeah. the characters. And unless you're specifically looking for them, there's nothing that draws attention to them that, oh my god, that's Winnie the Pooh or that's Mickey Mouse. Right. I think the thing I didn't really realize is that they are exactly modeled after these dolls. So it's the same exact style as the other dolls. You know, I'm thinking a character, you know, they're going to put in Jasmine and I'm thinking... I don't know, maybe of like a more of like a shiny plastic face. It's not like that at all. They they look it's that a, it's same. It's a small world doll exactly. with a jasmine costume on it. Exactly. Yeah. No, and they were they were very well done. I enjoyed you know, looking for them and um, sort of identifying where you might find them. So right. that was I like those. So the so the rumor is it has not been confirmed, um, but it probably will happen that they are coming to um, Disney World and. We've heard that that's going to be announced at um, D23. Mm-hmm. So if it that happens, it will close for a few months, sometime starting in 2020. Right, and it says the rumor is they're being added to the attraction for the 50th anniversary. Don't know if this is a 50th anniversary thing and then those characters will be removed or if they will be added, uh, you know, uh, forever. Well, whether they, whether they say it's temporary or not, it, they're not going anywhere. Once they take all the time to put them in... I mean, how long have they been at Disneyland? Right. Quite a few years. Yeah. They're not coming out. Right. And people, once people see them, I think everyone likes them, so. Okay. And then uh, the last piece of news over in Disneyland, uh, ordering food just got a lot easier because the m- mobile ordering capability has been added to six locations across the property at the Disneyland Resort. And there are four locations in California Adventure and two in Disneyland Park. And those locations in California Adventure are Schmoozies, Rita Baja's Blenders, Pacific Wharf Distribution Company, and Adorable Snowman Frosted Treats. Oh, I love that place. I love that. And then over in Disneyland, the Mint Julep Bar. You didn't get a Mint Julep this time, No, did you? because, you know, I got it the first time we were there, which was so long ago. It was like 99. 99. Yeah. Um, and I don't really remember much about it, except I don't think I really liked it very much. But See, no, um, I thought that you liked it. Maybe. I, you know, I don't remember. But I found out later, they don't have alcohol in them. They're not, they're non-alcoholic mint juleps. And as we learned in our last show... <laughs> I'm a lush, so I want some booze in my No, we've learned that Cheryl julep. enjoys the occasional <laughs> alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Um, I don't... She just, know, just so everyone knows, she has one alcoholic beverage. It's 712 <laughs> ounces, but it's it's just one beverage. Yeah, you're hysterical. Um, and the Troubadour Tavern <coughs> was the other location in Disneyland. So now uh, these locations join more than 30 other locations inside those two parks and two hotels that offer mobile ordering. And that mobile ordering option is great. It was. We used it a couple of times. Do you remember? I, I remember using it at um, Bengal Barbecue. Do mm-hmm. you remember where else we used it? No. So the problem, and I, I think we used it a couple other places, and I think it went smoothly, and I think that's why I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. We used it at Bengal Barbecue, but it took forever to get our food. It did. So like we ordered, we knew where we were going to, we knew we were going to get food from there. So before we even got there, as we were walking over, we ordered the food. And then you get there and you tell them that you're there. 
we still waited like 20 minutes after that for right. our food. So it was kind of, I don't, it did, didn't it really gain us anything. It was towards the end anything. of the night. Uh, I, I don't know how that comes into play, but. I think it was just that location was just very slow with their food. There really wasn't a big line. There wasn't a big crowd. It just took them forever to get stuff out. But So that's the only one I remember uh, because it didn't go smoothly. But I think we used it a few other times. It was highly recommended by our friend Adam. Um, so, I mean, it's a great thing if, uh, you know, when, when it's working well. Right. Yeah. All right. And that brings us to 20 minutes. Perfect. Who would have thought we'd have gotten that much out of these stories? I know. But we did. So until next time, it's Cheryl and Tony, and this is the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Bye.